Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings and it is Tuesday the 9th of August and as usual with all the information contained in this briefing it is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this briefing and if you need to you can always pause the slides here, read the disclaimer in full and if you're listening to this on a podcast Wherever you are in this wonderful world of ours, you can head to marcustoday.com.au at your convenience and read the disclaimer there. And of course, you can always sign up for a free trial if you're not yet a member of the Marcus Today community. We'd love to have you on board. And of course, if you are a member, you'll know there's lots of other goodies on the website there, which you will discover as you go along. Well, that's it. We had a interesting, there always are, night on the Dow on Monday. Dow closing up 29 points or 0.09%. You do get the sense that we are in the eye of the storm at the moment. There is calm all around, even when we're seeing some uh, not such good numbers coming out of the US companies. NVIDIA was one last night which disappointed. Uh, The Dow is keeping relatively calm, as they say, keep calm and carry on. Dow was up 29 points, 32,833. We had the Nasdaq slightly easier, down 13 points or 0.1 of a percent. Again, all is calm, 12,644 for the Nasdaq and the S&P 500, a little worse than the Nasdaq for a change, down 5 points or 0.12 percent, 4140. We are coming to the end of the US reporting season and it's fair to say that the end is not as good as the beginning or the middle, and we are seeing a little bit of disappointment coming through in some of the numbers that are coming out in the US at the moment. So the S&P 500 down 5 points, 41.40. SPY futures with this backdrop down a mere 8 points, so nothing shaking but the trees there at the moment. We'll get on to what our market is expected to do later. We have the VIX index pretty much unchanged at 21, still at relatively low levels, given the risk that is in the US and the global economy at the moment. So that is certainly showing signs that uh, at the moment all is calm and uh, no reason to panic by any stretch of the imagination. As far as the commodities go, just getting the commodity prices up here. Uh, we've got Brent crude up 1.82%, $1.7365. WTI up $1.75, 1.97%, Gold price recovering as the US dollar came under a smidge of pressure. 1805, spot 20, up $14 or 0.8%. The iron ore price also recovering slightly. We haven't seen too many uh, nasty lockdowns, etc., in China at the moment. And some of those numbers that came out over the weekend for China in terms of those export numbers were pointing to a relatively better scenario. So maybe that's helping the iron ore price at the moment up 1.7%. In the other commodities, we had copper, Dr. Copper up 1.3%, nickel low down 2.5%, aluminium up 1.3%, zinc uh, down 1%, lead not going down like the balloon was actually up 4% and ton down 05 in mining stocks overseas, Freeport McMoran up 1.1%, Alcoa down 1.6%, tech, very volatile is the old tech, 
up 4.8%, Anglo up 1.8%, Glencore down 0.3%, Vale up 1.2%, Arbemile, which is in the lithium space, getting a bit of a bounce from Joe Biden's uh, renamed Build Back Better with now the Inflation Reduction Plan. Uh, that is helping uh, some of the climate change exposed stocks in the US, Arbemile up 2.9%, with BHP pretty much unchanged uh, in the US in ADR terms, and Rio up a mere 0.2 of a percent. So nothing very exciting there in commodity stocks. The Aussie dollar, 69.82. Here you can see the S&P 500, a bit of a, a drop, and then it's kind of meandered around for the rest of the day, but certainly results very much in focus in the US. In terms of some of the stocks, Apple was down 0.3 of a percent. Meta up 1.9. Google down 0.14. Microsoft down 0.9. Amazon down 1%. Tesla was up 0.8 of a percent. Netflix up nearly 3%. US banks slightly easier. JP Morgan down 1.2. Bank of America down 1.4. And we had Twitter up 1%. And we had... Block down at 2.5%. That's the artist formerly known as Square. All right, moving on to the headlines. Meme stock frenzy returns, baffling Wall Street smart guys. The number of uh, companies listed in the US, Hong Kong and Chinese companies, which have had astonishing uh, returns recently and astonishing market caps. Uh, most of them are very tightly held, but certainly uh, they're, some of the uh, rampant bull spirits are well and truly back and I have to say it is a little bit head-scratchy for those stocks. It will probably all end in tears. Ray Dalio who says, The US-China tit-for-tat escalations, very dangerous. Thanks, Ray. And Novogratz, doubtful Bitcoin will push through 30,000 soon. I agree with that. And Kathy Wood has cycled uh, regulatory uncertainty for pairing her Coinbase stake. And inflation expectations tumble in the US according to the New York Fed, and the surge in sales of U.S. equity has increased. This is IPOs, uh, new stocks coming to the market. This is despite the market route that we have seen following that June inflation number, which really triggered things uh, in uh, the U.S., which then ca cascaded into the Australian market, doubly uh, bad on the back of tax loss selling and just throwing in the towel at the end of June. So uh, that surge in U.S. equity offerings has flown in the face of this U.S. volatility. Falling inflation will hit profits, says Morgan Stanley. Earnings season is a major victory for tech bulls, according to Ives, whoever he is. News Corp has improved earnings driven by its digital real estate and its financial news division. 3% jump in earnings before interest, depreciation, and amortization to $1.67 billion, up from $1.3 billion. Uh, the New York Federal Reserve July survey, this is what to expect from our market today, survey of consumer expectations shows substantial declines in short, medium and longer term inflationary expectations. Not a bad thing there. 10-year yield 2.75 in the US, 3.2 in Australia and 0.89% in Germany. Stocks 50 up 0.9, FTSE up 0.6, CACs up 0.8, DAX up 0.8. What to expect from our market today? Well, we do have our SPY uh, doing okay uh, with uh, only an eight-point loss on the open. Well, that's what it's showing for the open, but it will all be about results today. And we do have a bit of a, uh, a deluge drop, although it is going to get a lot worse in terms of the amount dropping. We do have an update from NABS. We've had REA group numbers out as well 
early on. So we are going to be focused on the results. We're also going to be focused on the resource sector, of course, with that takeover bid yesterday for Oz Minerals from BHP at $25. And remarkably, the stock was pretty firm and pretty unvolatile, uh, if that's a word. Uh, But it was pretty steady yesterday after the initial jump. It seemed to trade around 34-35% higher, slightly above the $25 bid uh, that BHP has lobbed. Certainly market expectations are for a higher bid, this being the opening salvo. It's not like BHP's short of money. It is a strategic asset for them in the nickel space, especially given their exposure through Olympic Dam and looking to create a mining super hub, I guess, around the Olympic Dam project. So BHP will probably have to pay, if they really want this business, up woods of 30 bucks uh, certainly 25 bucks will not get them as uh, that was pretty much where they were in june before the big sell-off so um, there's an article today in the financial review which is interesting and kind of uh, mirrors what i was talking about yesterday in henry's take as far as rio goes and some of the other majors what will they do uh, they do tend to be copycats to some extent some of these other major mining houses if one jumps off the ice flow into the into the water Uh, The other penguins tend to follow with their own deals, and it's not hard to see Rio make some sort of tilted a lithium exposure uh, depending on their appetite. But certainly they do have the Rincon project in Argentina. They got knocked back with Jadar in Serbia, so there's a bit of a gap there in terms of their lithium exposure. BHP doesn't seem to have much interest in lithium. They're on the nickel and copper train, but uh, Rio certainly has got interest in lithium. Other stocks out today with results. We've got Charter Hall, Long Whale, Computer Share, Coronado Mining, Megaport. We do have NABs out, but that's a trading update. There's no dividend with that. Uh, they are on a different cycle, of course. News Corp and REA Group already out. Uh, and more details in the newsletter later. And brokers are considering a Stanmore uh, will need a funding round. Uh, Stanmore Coal, that is, will need a funding round. And aged care stocks, this could well have a little bit of pressure on them today. There are a number of aged care stocks listed in, on the ASX. But the Fair Work Commission is weighing up a union case for a pay rise of up to 25% for aged care workers, who are some of the worst paid in the country. And Macquarie Group is going to pay $3.5 billion for the Suez waste management business from Veolia, uh, the French company. And uh, that is, uh, again, uh, another big Macquarie deal. Rumours again today in the Australian that AGL may launch a $1 billion capital raise. And Energy Australia has lost a nice round $1.6 billion and their warning of volatility and electricity prices ahead. And of course, Olivia Newton-John, Vale, RIP to you, Olivia, fantastic. Great work that you have done over the decades for cancer uh, people and uh, for those bringing awareness to uh, breast cancer in particular. So very sad day. Um, today's question of the day, uh, Olivia and John's probably touched all our lives, especially if you're of a certain year or if you've introduced your kids to Olivia and Newton-John over the years in various forms, uh, whether it's on the screen or on the telly or in music. But uh, what is your favourite Olivia Newton-John moment? Well, that's it for me today. Thanks very much for listening. You can head on over to the Facebook discussion group. We'd love to have your thoughts, ideas and insights over there as usual. It is a great group, 3,500 members plus. In fact, we're up to around 3,800 members there. So uh, it is a great group. Lots of uh, insights and ideas over there. No dumb questions and uh, really a good resource for you guys to use and exchange ideas with each other. 
If you're listening to this on a podcast and you want more in the podcast domain, there's the Market Strategy Podcast, which is now behind a paywall. It is a little harder to find than we'd like, but we're working on that, and hopefully you'll stick with it because it is a very useful podcast for our members. Uh, So you can uh, get that after we have done the morning meeting, which is we do that around 10.30 after we have done the ABC Melbourne radio update. Uh, We kick into that and then it gets edited and put out as soon as we can. There's also my On the Couch podcast. Uh, The last one we did was with Marcus talking to uh, his friend Peter Harold from Poseidon Nickel. And certainly there were some interesting uh, talks and conversations there about stocks in the resource space that Peter Harold liked as well as on Poseidon Nickel. So well worth having a listen to that. Well, that's it from me. Have a great day and may the trading gods be with you.